Hey, Connor, what should our cold open be for this week? I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Okay, so I was thinking, what if our cold opening was our actual opening, and then it wasn't an our actual actual opening, and then after our actual opening, but the one that's not actual actual opening, we do our actual actual opening. You know, the first time you explained <laughs> that, I think I understood it more than... <laughs> Me too. Hundred <laughs> percent. Definitely done. Didn't understand what any of that meant. So let's so, just so, move on. Well, it's yeah. funny because my actual idea for our actual cold opening yeah. was going to be that we would uh, do our opening, and then Emily would be like, "And I'm Emily," and we'd be like, "Wait, what?" And then we just do our actual opening. And I'm Emily. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do it right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Christian artist honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. My name is Carly. And my name is Emily. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> bravo, bravo. Go. Yep, yep. The humor of that was awesome. Good, good job. All right, so we're here with another episode of The Christian Artist. This is episode 145, which is very exciting. Oh, good job, guys. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for almost... Four years. No, for more oh, than four years. For four yeah. and a half years. Yeah, more almost. than four years. Yeah. yeah, almost five years. Almost five years. Yeah, in April. I've um, only been doing it for like one and a half. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but you've been listening for, yeah. for that long. So uh, anyway, yeah, we're here and we're going to talk about stuff. Mm. But first, before we talk about that said stuff, let's get to know the person with which we will talk about the stuff. Who is this other person who is with us? It's it's Emily. Hello, Emily. You should introduce yourself. Oh, who hey, are hey, you? How's it going? I am a Midwestern person. I best way to start <laughs> off that introduction. Yes. Thanks. I I mean. I, I don't know. I I guess I have a Twitter account that has gotten a little bit of attention <laughs> recently from several different people, and I I blog, and um, I have been blessed to operate a uh, ministry of hospitality out of my home. Um, I do a lot of dog sitting, and I'm just a person who is super super passionate about theology and about you know human nature and psychology and how theology speaks to how we're wired and so um, yeah I spend a lot of my time studying that um, got into it because of my own problems and then kept going because I realized how incredibly life changing truth actually is. Cool, awesome, and so we're gonna talk about a particular subject that was broached. Uh, by our good friend Emily here on the Twitters. And honestly, it's something that I've been thinking about for a while, a while too. And so when I saw this, I was like, mm, we should talk about that on The Christian Artist. Um, and so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, just real briefly read said tweet because I thought you uh, said it very well. Um, yeah, Emily tweeted, we need to get rid of the idol of calling. Does God call us to tasks? Absolutely. But sometimes we self-assign callings God never did and place hope in them, setting ourselves apart as special, waiting for it to pass when our hope is Christ himself. Stop idolizing callings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. So callings. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I think first thing to start with callings is that we need to define what, what a calling is. What, what, and I think that there are, there are two definitions as there typically are. There's the yeah. human definition and the biblical definition of what calling is. <laughs> and I think um, in definitely in Western culture, we've conflated the word calling, like being called to something with um, um, mission or even gifts. So um, yeah. So first, I mean, what's the biblical definition of calling? Where do you see calling in the Bible? Anyone? <laughs> I mean, you guys know, you guys know this. What, what, what is, what is the biblical definition of, of calling? I mean, so like, I feel like I should know calling. this. Oh, oh, right. Of <laughs> we course. Are, we yes, are called I get your to, yeah, called to salvation, right? Yeah, called to yeah, the gospel. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Bingo, bingo. Mm -hmm. So we have been called to things like a higher standard. We have been called yeah. to repentance. We have been called to, you know, it's it's right. that whole steps of salvation thing. Um, I, I, I'm a very bad Calvinist. I cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> predestination. <laughs> something calling um so you have all of those all those things and, and so the biblical definition of calling is god drawing us to right. himself mm -hmm. right which encapsulates also the call to holiness the call to humility the call to you know christ-likeness yeah. essentially yeah because mm -hmm. so. if we're being called to the salvation what does this salvation consist of not just like justification but also sanctification Mm -hmm. yeah and mm -hmm. glorification and glorification. ultimately so we're being yeah. called to do glorification which mm -hmm. is awesome my puppy just um, entered the room huh? <laughs> oh that's, that's on your end i thought that was on mine <laughs> like i gave you a peanut butter kong dude why are you crying <laughs> you should be happy um so yeah so then we have that biblical definition and then we have the human definition which is the one i think that we're going to be more so uh, fleshing out in this conversation. So the human definition of calling, how, how, how do you guys see calling? Uh, well, as it's used, you know, predominantly in Christian culture, uh, a specific, like, um, really it's like a, almost a feeling. Um, mm. but, um, I don't think people mean it to be, to come off that way. Oh, thank you, dog. <laughs> Knocked over my keyboard. What? Connor, take it away. I'm going to go take care of this puppy real quick. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I think, I think it's important to make the distinction between what we should have calling be in our Christian lingo and what it mm -hmm. is generally referred to as calling. Mm -hmm. um, right. And I think more often than not, people label calling on things that they want to do and not things that are biblically mandated. Right. Mm. And I think... I think just kind of going off of what you said about a, a biblical definition of calling is obviously a biblical definition of calling is just for Christians, right? Like Christians are to do this thing because the Bible says so. Um, and I think we try to get a weird theology out of like passages like first Corinthians 12 that talk about people in the body of Christ and the different gifts and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And people try to take that and be like, well, that means we all can just kind of pick something that we want to do and be comfortable there and it's like well 
no, because then you're just ignoring the rest of the commands in scripture hmm. and you feel comfortable doing this one thing that's not commanded in scripture because you don't want to do the other things that are commanded in scripture. Well, probably because they're uncomfortable, you know? And so I, in, in my experience, in my, um, um, like the church that we go to, I think that is the, the predominant belief, not necessarily from the pulpit, but from the congregants is the idea of calling is basically, it's not what scripture says. It's what you feel like doing. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, um, another podcaster who I listen to sometimes, um, was talking about like the gifts of the Holy spirit, um, you know, like cessationism versus continuationalism. And, um, he made a very poignant point poignance, a very powerful point poignant, where he, yeah, pointing is correct. Poignant. The G is silent. <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent. Um, <laughs> So um, he made a very good point that was essentially we in today's church are more obsessed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit than the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think that that is so incredibly important. Um, we're all debating whether gifts are continuing or not. And then it's like, oh, well, are we looking for the fruits? And, and, and kind of along those lines, um another thing is everyone is obsessed with the early church you know everyone's like oh we need to bring back the early church we need to bring back all that spiritual hype and stuff it's like okay so are you ready to start giving all of you all you have to each other and <laughs> living that life of like i will drop everything to help you i will be there for you um you know i'm going to give relentlessly to the church body oh yeah, no, that's actually a huge part of the early church. Yeah. <laughs> that well, is mean, a calling, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would say on top of that, open air preaching. Yeah. If, mm -hmm. if we want to go back mm -hmm. to the early church, yeah. are you willing to open air preach? Because that's what the early Christians did in the book of Acts. That's true. They would go places and they would preach in the open air to thousands of people and get stoned for it. <laughs> so, so <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, don't don't get me started on friendship evangelism. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's 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 go there. No, I'm just kidding. Just oh, you want to? Okay. Maybe some other time. <laughs> no. like, I think I'd have to cut the mics. No. <laughs> we, can, we can we can have right, another episode. Man, some other I'm gonna time. go all night. My... Yeah. yeah. No, I think that'd be a fun one. But I feel like we've we've definitely talked about friendship evangelism a few times before mm. in this podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the, the gifts versus the fruits and, you know, I think another thing, another way to describe the human definition of callings is, you know, which is another thing that we've totally screwed up is, is will God's will for us. Everyone's like, what's God's will for my life? <laughs> what's God's will for my life? This is his call on my life, you know? And God is quite explicit about his will, you know, rejoice always. Mm -hmm pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That's mm -hmm. like first, less, that first Thessalonians five, first Thessalonians five, 16 through 18. Thank you. And so <laughs> what I think <laughs> there's a theme that goes through the Bible of um, not to use like new agey type language, but presence of being present, being in the moment being like faithful with what 
you're given and, and the soil that you are standing on to till that and um, to glean Christ-likeness from that, to rejoice in that. Um, I had a friend once who was just having a really hard time of it in their job position and, and stuff like that. And he was expressing how upset he was because he's like, this isn't my calling. This isn't my calling. And I feel like it's just holding me back from my calling. And I'm like, oh, contraire, <laughs> this is your calling. Otherwise you would not be here because God is sovereign and God does not waste time. And so you need to till the soil where you're at. And he's like, well, what if the soil is just like muck and, and crap and there's nothing tillable about it? And I'm like, well, then you become more like Christ, don't you? You know, you are given death and you need to pick up your cross. And it's, it's yeah, God's will for us, God's calling for us is to rely on him for our daily bread, to not boast in the future, you know, in James four, mm. five, um, you know, do not be so foolish as to boast in the future. And, and to, I mean, I think James even calls that evil. Um, so we're not looking to future things. That doesn't mean we don't plan ahead and seek for greater ways to further the kingdom of God. But um, yeah, yeah. Our calling isn't some, magical destiny. I think that's something that new ageism and that, uh, the prosperity gospel have brought into the language of the Orthodox church. And it's mm -hmm. really screwed up our mentality and, and imp what it implants in us is discontentment. Mm -hmm. If we perceive that we have a special calling, if we haven't reached that calling yet, we'll be discontented, yeah. which is not God's will for us because we have to give thanks in all circumstances. And we will be constantly looking for the next thing instead of looking for more of Christ in where we are, you know, it'll be less an attitude of repentance and more an attitude of self-promotion. Yeah. Cause right. Like you, when, when you're focused on that, like, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. You can forget that it's like the, all the other things, the normal things that we're supposed to be doing in our Christian lives seem to almost take a, like a secondary role. It's like, well, of course yeah. I still should be like staying yes. away from sin and doing this thing. But what I really need to be doing is doing this, that, or the other ministry, but that mm -hmm. is not the order of operations there. It's, it's completely yeah. switched. We have to uh, like our God's will for us is to live as a Christian, you know, and that's it. <laughs> and then from there, he ha may have many awesome things in the store for us, but it it doesn't there's not like one specific thing that we can personally know here on this earth and like have to feel drawn to. And then if you don't find that one thing, well, you're you're not you haven't found the thing you're supposed to do. And so I guess you just have to keep looking. It's not like you should well, be content whole, that whole in your circumstance. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. it's that whole collegiate what are you going to do when you go to college what are you going to do when you grow up yeah. you know it's it's just this common language that we have spiritualized i think too that yeah. probably plays a role and 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 it's funny because so that same friend that i was i was talking to about this he also has said something to me that has stuck with me forever like i so in trying to move forward and pursue um this ministry that i'm that i'm in um trying to make it better and and whatnot um it's, it's been a rough road. So I've been going at this for like three years. It's like, it's been a long time. And, um, I just said to him one day in exasperation, I'm just like, 
am I just having delusions of grandeur? You know, is this just like, is, is me trying to serve the kingdom through this, just this delusion of grandeur? And he said something that I think holds a lot of weight. He's, you know, God's grandeur is not a delusion. We can have delusions of grandeur for ourselves, but if God's grandeur is our end goal in ourselves, like if, if we're looking for God to be glorified in us, you know, and in the world, that's not a delusion. You know, if, if we keep looking for our thing, right, this is, this is our thing. This is my thing. That's going to make me fill my role and find my purpose and be everything that I meant to be. That's a delusion of grandeur. But if we're saying, I want to look for how to best glorify God with what I have been given, that is not a delusion. That is God's grandeur you know, that we are pursuing Mm -hmm. and whether he chooses to prove that to be fruitful or not, even in our, in our actions towards glorifying him more in what we're given, he will be glorified because the world will look at us and see that we're making sacrifices for his name to be made greater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Emily, you're pretty stinking cool. Uh. <laughs> Carly, you have any thoughts? Um, I mean, one of the things that I thought was interesting that um, my mom said today w- that I I like realized was true um, when I told her what our topic was tonight um, was oh like the idea of calling that's a very Pentecostal thing and I was like yeah. oh yeah I guess it is um, yeah. And I was raised in a Pentecostal church. And so I kind of like didn't realize how much of that was part of what I grew up in and what, how much of that was like, not exactly biblical. Like, yeah. Um, like, obviously we know that God has sovereignty over our lives and he has certain plans for our lives, but that doesn't mean that there's some, some calling that we need to seek out and find and like, strive towards which yes we need to strive towards whatever god's will is for our life but we don't necessarily need to know what that is because it's going to happen anyway um yes and <laughs> like yeah <laughs> no seriously yeah. yeah i mean and and it dude pentecostalism goes so deep man well, I, <laughs> yeah. there's so many weird contributing factors in america you have the fact that you know we did break, it's just, it started from our very roots. Like we broke off an independence and said that it is possible for a man to set his own way. It's possible for, you know, man to, um, you know, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, which in a very, in a worldly term, all great things and the most free thing that man can offer man. Um, America is great. It probably is the freest, best country in the world by worldly standards um i mean it's, it's going in a weird direction right now but, <laughs> but from its from its like setup you know mm-hmm. so you have this instilled thing of of the american dream the white house the picket fence i can achieve this end goal and so you have this end goal mentality mm-hmm. you have the pentecostalism come in which is saying not only do you have an end goal but it is this glamorous, glorious, spiritualized right. end goal. And so you need to figure out what your end goal is because it's not necessarily the American dream, but you have an end goal. Just go figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then you have new ageism coming in, which is all about like self-actualization and you know, realizing your purpose and you know, 
being at peace with yourself and in finding out who you truly are. And so all of these things that have had such huge impacts, the revivalist movement, um, things like that, um, just bringing about this mentality of, of this false idea of callings when the Bible is all about submitting everything to the Lord and just being a receiver. And I think that's, that's the other thing too, is, is callings put such a burden on the person. Yeah. No kidding. Like, yeah. Holy crap. Like, am I pursuing my calling? Oh gosh. <laughs> what if I just wasted the last three years of my life, which is a yeah. thought that I've had before. Like my my college years and the years that I've dated people and things like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wasted X number of years of my life when yeah. God probably had something completely different intended for me, which is so not the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, you know? that's, that's where it really gets me is once you have a proper understanding of, of who God is and what his role over or what his rule over history looks like, uh, we can get a much better understanding of our lives and how it fits into that. When we look mm -hmm. at our our past, whatever it may yes. be, it's not none of it was ever a waste. If you're in yep. Christ, none of it was a waste for you. It was all all working towards your good and the glory of God. And even if it ultimately involved sin for you, right? Obviously, that mm -hmm. we're not glorifying that, but mm -hmm. uh, God was still working through that and intending it for something else. Um, and is mm -hmm. was using it to 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 bring you into whatever, you know, present state you are in right now. And, and honestly, one of the things, just when I, when we were talking about this, I realized that the, this entire conversation really is very pertinent to my like personal, like kind of mm -hmm. like job situation. Um, I, when I was like 14, I picked up a guitar, started learning how to play, play guitar and right away people were like oh you're gonna be a worship leader when you grow up you're gonna you're gonna like because i so you know i like right. singing it's what and, they do like, yeah it's what they do <laughs> when you're in church and you can play guitar and sing um they're like yeah you're gonna be a worship leader you're gonna be a worship leader and of course being a teenager i was like never i will never do that just because you told me <laughs> um but that's what i do now um i am the worship minister at our church and same it, <laughs> nice. it, it didn't happen because I was like, ah, this is my calling and I'm going to pursue this calling. I, I've just attempted, and this is just a, this is not a, like a brag thing for me, but I've attempted at least in my life to pull, to roll with the punches, just mm. be wherever I am and then find out what I can do in that current situation to serve God and to, to find a job situation that, that I can use for, for God. Um, and, so. and it just kind of, came to me i wasn't looking for it and i wasn't like actively seeking that out and i can see in my life moments where i was like i'm gonna quit my job uh right now because i hate it and i don't know what i'm gonna do next but i know that not not that i like knew that um necessarily that like god was gonna give me the perfect job that i've always ever wanted um but i knew that i wasn't like wrong in just making a change or just going on a limb and saying, yes. you know, I'm going to do something different mm -hmm. because I didn't have, and no one does really have some sort of like perfect thing that encapsulates who they need to be as a person. And we can all figure this out if we just pray hard enough. Um, but rather I just, you know, made a decision and 
it wasn't a sinful decision. I prayed about it yeah. and, you know, right. And, and I made a decision and that's okay. And it doesn't have to be like, I have, I have to feel a particular way or anything like that. It was just like, I'm going to quit my job and see what happens next and, and look for another thing. And what do you know, my church hires me to, to work with, um, programming and tech stuff at part-time while I'm in college. And then a couple years later, I got get offered a full-time position being the worship minister at our church. And none of those things were necessarily places like if it was up to me, I would be a uh, professional composer or fantasy author right now. I don't know. <laughs> one of those things, maybe if I could like just choose right? that. Um, but I love <laughs> where I am right now and I love what I'm doing. And even though like it's not necessarily like all the, the bits and pieces aren't like perfect, it's mm. still good. And mm. I can be content in that and not have to continue continually look for, oh, but what if what if I had this better, grander, bigger calling in my life and I and I pursue that and just give up any of this stuff because I feel like that's what I need to do. Rather just, you know, take take life as it comes, mm -hmm. take the situation as it comes and and try to glorify God in whatever you end up doing. Um and obviously it doesn't mean you should settle for something that's less than ideal. Um, but it does mean that you can if, yeah, and it's not necessarily bad. <laughs> and, and you can have, have an ordinary life and yeah. be fulfilling the calling, <laughs> yeah. God, right, the yeah. calling God has for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think let's it's a verse about have, that. Right. Well, let's say you do have this ideal or, or perfect situation. How long is it going to stay like that? And, and yeah. if, it, if yeah. it stops being this kind of perfect situation, um, then what next? You know what I mean? And so if your, if your end goal was not pleasing God in everything I do for all time, and instead it was mm. achieving this specific thing mm. and what happens when, <laughs> when you get there, inevitably, right. Yeah. Well, right. Not only when you get there, because then it's like, well, now what do I do? It's like, you know, obviously, hopefully if you have that idea, you obviously are like, okay, I'm going to use this position I have now. But what happens when you lose that position? You know what I mean? Mm. What happens right. when, circumstances change and you can't be in this position anymore and so it's like well you know and, and i think so so obviously it shouldn't be this that each person has this one thing that they were destined to do in their christian life but i think going above and beyond that is we also have a very individualistic approach to ministry in yeah. general mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's stupid because it, it <laughs> yeah. makes Christians into celebrities. This is something that, that's been happening recently with uh, Josh Harris uh, abandoning the quote-unquote right. faith and uh, well, everything that John Cooper said, which we're all very surprised about good theology. <laughs> um, but uh, just the whole idea of like celebrities, like, like Christian celebrities, that's kind, of, that's kind of where we are at when we talk about callings like this. When we, when we say that, well, this person's gift is this thing and they have to, you know, be a worship minister or, you know, Connor has to be a pastor. Um, what if Connor doesn't want to be a pastor? Yeah. Um, am I letting down my fans? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, and what happens if Connor is a pastor for 20 years and then he sins and has to step down? Um, are people going to abandon the faith? If so, I was too much of a celebrity. Well, and, and kind of building on that, like, so was God wrong about his calling for you? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Right. That's a, another huge issue with calling is I've mm-hmm. heard stories of people saying they were called to something and it never came to pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so was God a liar? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did he just screw up? Did he have delusions of grandeur for you? So mm-hmm. what's I mean, going on here? With, yeah, with some people's theology these days, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what their actual thought I mean, was. With, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. There's yeah. Well, there's so many issues with callings. It's like, it, it, yeah. it's a burden. It creates discontentment. And then it also makes you God. And it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, you are sharing your personal experience with work, right? And, you know, I totally relate. Like, I... It, not not having this notion of callings really frees you to make decisions that you otherwise would be hung up on making for ages and ages to come you're like okay you know what i think i can honor god better here sure why not you know so like i just i just left my job at a this was a bit of a risk but had like a salary company where i had benefits (laughs) but i got a job opportunity at a place where i knew that i would be happier i knew that i would have more time at home and more time for ministry i knew that i could potentially make more through self-employment because i'd have time for self-employment so i'm like okay you know what i i'm going to take a risk and and do this and you know I know that it will be okay. You know, if I make the decision and it comes to pass, then it it was God's will and I may have trials and struggles, but you know, it's not like it's going to be a shock to God. Like <gasps> she wasn't supposed to quit her job. Right. What now am I going to do now? I got to scramble <laughs> to fix this all. Right. Ah, yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, oh, shoot, Emily. Why did okay, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. no God, God's like, yeah, I knew you were going to do this. And maybe it was a Royal screw up. But the other thing too is, is with the sin thing, like, yeah, we make sinful choices, which are not authored by God. We are the cause of our own sin, but God says so many times in examples in scripture, you know, what, what, you intended for evil, God intended for good. And I always like to use the term by contrast. And since I'm talking with artists, I know you'll understand like the, <laughs> um, the whole like chiaroscuro, the, the light and shadow, like you notice the, the intensity of light when especially contrasted with the deepness of shadows. And so I think our sin, when God uses our sin to further a circumstance for his glory, it just makes him look that much greater and bigger because it's like, wow, look at, he used this total scumbag and <laughs> accomplished this glorious will through it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. 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 I struggle with calling so much myself. I still <laughs> am trying to break this mentality because of, of the ministry that I'm in. I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing this full time and I'm supposed to be like blogging all the time and finishing these books and yeah. da, da, da. this is clearly yeah. my calling. And God's like, but it's not though. <laughs> <laughs> Your calling is to be a Christian. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Hey, stop. <laughs> He's chewing a bobby pin. Oh no. <laughs> I bet he that's... finds things. Oh, I know that. I don't even Yeah. <laughs> My puppy is being a perfect little angel right now. <laughs> oh, is she? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she's in her kennel what, and whatever. she's just laying down. Oh, what yeah. a <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah. She is locked in a room where she cannot access anything to destroy or hurt. 
But she's still all of Caleb's she's not crying. Yeah. This one will cry. Uh, okay. She's pretty all good right. with the kennel. All right, yeah. we can give her that. No! Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He, he just, he was insistent on eating the bobby pin. You have a Kong toy. <laughs> this, this is, this is. <laughs> It is not your calling to eat a bobby pin. It is your calling <laughs> to chew on Kong. <laughs> he looks so like, what are you doing? No shit. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when was a time when you thought God had a calling on your life? Connor, do you have any thoughts here? Carly? Um... I mean, I've I've been like drawing and doing visual art stuff since I was really young. And I've always had people tell me, you know, especially growing up in a Pentecostal church, I've always had people tell me like, oh, never stop doing that. Like, obviously, God's going to use that for something. And like, you know, maybe you've already found your calling and stuff like that, um, which, you know, I know that God can use my the abilities that he's given me <laughs> to do stuff um, for his glory. And I know that he probably has already that I'm not aware of. Um, but like, I'm, I'm not wanting to be dependent on something that I can do to like feel fulfilled that I'm yeah. glorifying God. Yeah. Like, especially when it's something that God has given me the ability to do. Um, so that's something that I've tried to kind of avoid. Like, if, if there's ever a time where I'm thinking that I can do something really well. And so obviously I meant to do it mm. like that's like an incorrect way of thinking. And yes, maybe God does want me doing that for the majority of my life, focusing on that in order to bring him glory. But if that's not the case, then I need to not be thinking like it is. Um, <laughs> because if he's going to use it for his glory, he's going to use it. And if I'm like, I'm not going to get in the way of that, like no matter what. So <laughs> and I think um, you bring up a good point in that we sometimes confuse gifts and talents yeah. that we have with identity. Right. And so, so it's like, I like in your case, you can draw and you're artistic. Does that mean you are an artist? No, you are first a disciple. Right. And then you can use your art in that regard. But if pursuing your art is hindering you from sharing the gospel with the person next to you that's not god's call for your life you know right so i think you bring up a really good point there. yeah also all identities need to be subordinate to our ultimate identity which is in christ mm -hmm. so, yeah even being an artist right that's what we have the christian yeah, before the say, artist that's why it's not the, the artist who happens to be a christian, christian. yeah it's the ah, christian artist there you go. <laughs> That's, I mean, it also just would not have been a very good podcast name. Um, the artistic Christian. The artistic Christian. <laughs> it's not very catchy. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue. I mean, that kind of makes more sense, though, because the Christian is being artistic. It's not that, like... But anyway, the moving Christian on. Artist. But it, Words. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually yeah. does... No, that actually does bring up a good point. Because of the way English oh, works, man. technically, yeah. Christian is a, is a descriptor of the, the, yeah. the noun artist. Oh man! So actually, uh, guys, we're in the we're wrong. We need to change our podcast, <laughs> well, guys. We're at wow, wow, Emily. Thank you for bringing us bringing this to our attention. 
Um, and this is the end of the Christian artist. We will never do the podcast. <laughs> the artistic Christians. Next week, we'll be starting with episode one of oh The gosh. Artistic Christian. With new co-host, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure all y'all stay in line. <laughs> Wait. Nope, that is technically not theologically correct. <laughs> Yes. I feel like Emily would be good at having that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, that is... Well, cool. actually... <laughs> I hate it, but I am that person, and I try to... <laughs> no, but you do I it, really you did it in a good do. way. This is why I don't you, you do it in a good way, I promise. I promise <laughs> okay, you Okay, good. I try yeah. to. I, yeah. I try to. I try really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you were when you were saying earlier about the, the being the worship leader thing, like I totally relate to that with with what I'm doing with my house right now. It, it sort of was like a thing that fell into my lap. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that someone was like, you're called to do this. And and like right. looking back on my life, I can see all these little hints of God equipping me to do yeah, it, which same. is something like mm-hmm. that I want to address in my blog post on callings is like one, he'll equip you. He will give you what you need to accomplish the task. Right. Two, he will provide the means to do so. And then he'll also give you a desire to do it. And <laughs> yeah, and that one, even that one, I think is a little shifty because like, if you look at Moses, he had no desire at all. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't right. seeking a calling at all. God literally placed the calling in his lap and it's like, hey, burning bush, you're going to do this now. Hey, your hand has leprosy mm-hmm. and your staff is a snake. But I also, I don't imagine that Moses was completely miserable the entire time he was doing all that right. stuff, right? Because he had an understanding no. that he was doing what he was supposed to be doing and that I'm sure gave him contentment and peace. Um sure. Right. And so I think there's an aspect of that for sure, where you don't have to be like feeling like you are doing the perfect thing and everything is at peace to do something good for God. Um, But uh, but also don't, you know, take care of yourself. Don't make yourself miserable. Don't like force yourself in a a situation that's absolutely horrendous. If you if there's more if there's a, a way that you can still, you know, improve it. Um, I literally had someone say to me, I think I'm called to this because I don't want to do it. And I think that's a sign. <laughs> that doing it. And I said, oh gosh. Um, and this was a position of leadership in a church. And I was like, no, oh. no, 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 that's that. No, no. Mm-mm-mm. And I, you know, I think God gave Moses that desire because clearly yeah, he totally right. fell into the role really well yeah. later. Like he was like, oh, wait, I, I, I can do this. Right. You know? Exactly. But yeah, but, okay. that's, that's kind of what happened with yeah what my own experience too yeah connie he has like, a goal now mm-hmm. <laughs> like going off what you said though um the the whole idea of like desires and whatnot mm. um people don't hmm, i totally lost my train of thought <laughs> people don't it's true connie. people don't people shouldn't that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah People shouldn't, yet they do. I've had this. I've It'd had be this. like that, though, sometimes. You've had a thought, and now it's escaping you. Well, I've had it twice now. I've had it twice, and it came back, and I was like, I'm going to seize this opportunity. <laughs> That's my fault. I'll just no, it's start. okay. It's okay. You were trying to, to fill the dead air, which is what we do on the podcast. It's okay. It's <laughs> well, perfect. Yes. I don't think we do that very well, honestly. No, Not very no, well, no, which, but we try to. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Got it. No, nothing. It's coming. It's gone. I believe in you, man. Okay. Mm. We were talking about <laughs> callings and people having a desire or not right. having a desire. 
mm-hmm. and and what's essential to a calling. Mm-hmm. I think another thing along those lines is sometimes people have a desire, so they think desire automatically equates mm. calling. Yeah, neither like, of those things are true. Suck at yeah. this. <laughs> You're not called to pursue this by any right. stretch. <laughs> you know, and I think <laughs> another another thing that comes to mind too is is the parable of the talents. So, mm. um, man, God has been teaching me so much in in my own life through this whole thing is that like i i feel obligated you know i have been gifted with you know understanding of people connecting to people you know mentoring things like that am i going to just let it stay as it is or am i going to try and at least pursue becoming certified in biblical counseling like i should try and make those talents grow i should invest in them i should try to make them better stop <laughs> you hear that a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah he's looking away from me he's ashamed he's I, like, didn't, I wasn't doing anything i'm not doing anything he's right there my puppy <laughs> is still a perfect angel yeah this one's not mine which is why he's not a perfect yeah. angel so see, working on it but yeah, um, like the parable of the talents. Um, if you have talents, you know, you should work to grow them. You know, I think that doesn't mean your talent will become who you are or will become your full-time mm-hmm. gig, but you should work to grow the talents you've been given in order to glorify God. Oh, Dude, that's what it was. Yes. <laughs> Aha. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. So Lukey G and I, uh, the one of the guys that I, I used to work with at, at Luke's Deli, um, we had this joke where... Well, basically, we we are talking about the whole celebrity idea of how mm. uh, Christians like get into a position of like fame, and then um, you know they like crash, and then it's like ah. Oh. Um, but just just thinking of like how many people, how many like pastors and and like evangelists that we can all think of that we don't agree a hundred percent with. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody on the planet on the internet or anything on the sort that we agree a hundred percent with, you know, there's always, there's always one thing where it's like, ah, man, like, why don't you believe this thing? You know? Um, I, I feel like giving an example would be like defeating the point at this point, but like, there's, there's always things that we disagree with other Christians on, um, especially in like the celebrity world. But um I think the point of that is, I think that is purposeful um, in in God's sovereign will for Christians' life and in their sanctification, that he doesn't sanctify them in certain areas. He doesn't correct theology of Christians in certain areas so mm. that they won't be this perfect Christian that everybody can mm. look up to and worship them rather than God. There's like imperfect people every christian is still an imperfect person and god uses those imperfect means um to do things um through and with and if we had these christians with these uh you know like like ray comfort for instance like he is the evangelist and so (laughs) his like we should all just follow his like uh evangelism stuff and so it's like instead of following what scripture says we're saying, hey, let's follow this guy and we'll just assume that he's doing everything scripturally. And we're basically assuming that 
well, God has called and gifted Ray Comfort to do evangelism. So basically, you know, mm. God is basically mm -hmm. giving us a new scripture through his life and through his demonstration. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and we mm. can't do that. That is, Yeah, that is so true, though. That's definitely like so the, the way that ends up shaking out is... When when someone claims like I am, it, it, we see we see this also with the whole thing where where um, pastors will say, "Don't touch the Lord's anointed," um, ah! right? Where where they're like like these these celebrity pastors, <laughs> these celebrity pastors are like. I'm a pastor. I've been called to be a pastor. I'm anointed by the Lord. That means you can't like criticize me in any way, shape, yeah, or form right. because yeah. I'm anointed by the Lord. Do you understand yeah. David False. at all? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like he was anointed by the Lord. And you're guess claiming what? infallibility. Exactly. You are claiming yeah. to be yeah. Christ. But then and then when when people say yeah. that, they really mean don't question the Lord's anointed in quotes. Yeah, yeah. don't <laughs> question they're me. Claiming yeah. themselves to be anointed by the Lord for this specific area, and yeah. they may or may not be right about that. And well, what they're saying is, if you follow that logic to its end, they're saying, you know, don't question the Lord's anointed. They're saying, don't question the Lord because I yeah. am the voice <laughs> right. of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Which is so dumb. And and Paul talks about this. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it. Nothing is new under the sun. This is what I'm trying to say. It, and, and I think it's for second Corinthians. Let me just check here. Maybe it's first Corinthians. Hang on. I like how I like how she like hums when, when there's <laughs> just like just like you, Caleb. That is true. That's true. I'm finding more and more that Emily and I are very similar. It's the Wisconsin thing. It's true. Yeah. You grow up in Wisconsin. You are, um, you are conditioned. Do you say right. ope a ope. lot too? You know what? Maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I say ope a lot. Okay. I can neither um, confirm nor deny. <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny. Um... <laughs> Okay, so Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians 11. He's talking about the super apostles. Um, and um, he is basically telling them, like, first of all, disregard these super apostles. They're, they're angels. Like, Satan came as an angel of light, and they are followers of Satan. You know, you shouldn't follow them because they're super. You know, are they true? And then he brags about his own... Elliot, honest to goodness, I will <laughs> throw you out my window. Okay. Um, You've heard it here first. I like to make folks. empty sense. It makes me feel better. Um, let's see. He says, um, indeed, I consider that I am not in the least inferior to these super apostles. Even if I am unskilled in speaking, I am not so in knowledge. Indeed, in every way we have made this plain to you in all things. Um, he talks about how poor he has become for them and how he has basically actually done the will of God and these super apostles are claiming more. And then you have the passage about, you know, you, some of you say, I follow Apollo. Some of you say, I follow Paul. What you should be saying is I follow Christ, you know, and, and Hey, stop. I didn't really remember that part of the verse. <laughs> <laughs> He's chewing this. It's a plastic bowl that I use as the water bowl for upstairs here. 
but now it's going to have holes in it. So it will no longer function as a water bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, he's, you know, some follow Apollos, some follow Paul, um, but you should be saying that I follow Christ. You know, we all play the, and I, I kind of tweeted about this today too, because I was fed up. Everyone's <laughs> playing these alignment games. It's the yeah. exact same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. I follow Pastor Doug Wilson. I follow <laughs> Pastor John Piper. I follow Pastor um, Tim Keller. I follow Pastor XYZ. And it's like, why are you dividing over which pastor you like best? Mm -hmm. Are you following Christ or are you spending your time on Twitter competing with each other as to whose preferred pastor is better? <laughs> it's so dumb. So you build up these celebrities and it's like, how is that promoting Christ? Just preach the gospel, die and be forgotten people. <laughs> I have to say, uh, knowing that you exist, Emily, and hearing you speak is making me more post-millennial. <laughs> Which is very ironic because I'm a millennial. So. Uh, perfect. I was hoping you would say that, honestly, just because. Because <laughs> it'd be ironic. Yep. Uh, oh, that's so funny. Yep. No, no it's just, just going downhill from here. <laughs> Not fam. <laughs> no, fam. It is. No, no. Just... <laughs> there we go. All right, round one. I like right. aggressively do this. For us. <laughs> but yeah, one but of the things. Actually... One of the things I'm really realizing is that we could just blame Pentecostalism for this. Yeah. Um, Let's do we it. Can, we can blame Pentecostalism for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Not, like seriously, it's it's not even necessarily blaming pentecostals i mean we, we no no we can blame sin and the craftiness mm -hmm. of right. the enemy to really leverage mm -hmm. off that i mean mm -hmm. the the original pentecostals were the oneness pentecostals right off yeah. the bat they were heretics mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we've jumped off of that and it it infiltrates everywhere in america like it's insane the more i learned about pentecostalism the more i was like holy crap and i think you were saying earlier about like um about how you know you think it's god's mercy that not a single christian has all right theology or something along those lines connor um it's funny i joke with my opc friend um i say like it would be the only perfect church, but God could not allow one denomination to be absolutely perfect. So they got mm. the issue of baptism mm. right. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so no one yeah. has monopoly right. uh, on theology. God in his mercy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I just lost you a bunch of followers by saying that the OPC <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. What is the LPC we've, and we've, where you stand on, on baptism? I'm curious. So I actually was raised OPC and they are pedo baptists like hardcore pedo baptists One of okay. my closest friends is an OPC and it's really fun to sometimes push his buttons and just <laughs> throw in a Baptist sort of comment. I So I was raised OPC. Um, in OPC high is, school. What is OPC or Orthodox Presbyterian. Oh, Church. Orthodox Presbyterian. Uh, okay, okay, gotcha. Not to be confused with the PCA or the... PCUSA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just curious. That is my slipper. Like, why? Elliot, stop. Come. Come. I have given you Good both. Good boy, Elliot. I have given you, this is the one thing he knows how to do well. I have given you, <laughs> given, you know what? That, you know, actually that slipper's destroyed already. Just finish it. Just, I don't even, 
this is what it's like to be the parent of a child you just don't care anymore um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh you want to chew on that you know what it'll boost your immune system it's fine just eat, eat out of the garbage can <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to be a great parent someday. <laughs> but um, what was I even saying? OPC. Oh, OPC. Thank yeah. you. But um, so I, in high school, was in, I went to a private high school, a Christian high school, and I was doing a paper on baptism for apologetics class. And I was like, you know, like bent on proving infant baptism was right. <laughs> In writing the paper, I came out the other side, Credo Baptist. <laughs> nice. And now I'm at a point in my life where since I am so much more literate on theology than I was in high school, I it really depends on which one I'm pondering that day. Like if yep. I'm if I'm considering Pedo Baptism more, I'm going to be more Pedo Baptist. If I'm considering Credo Baptism more, I'm gonna be more Credo Baptist. But I currently attend a Reformed Baptist church. Also, Long. that's pretty lit. What what uh, uh what, what's your church called? Grace Baptist. Cool. Tiny little church of about fifty people, which cool. has Dang. pros and cons. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, it definitely makes you practice that early acts mentality yeah. of yeah. giving, yeah. and you have to yeah. be there for right. them because no one else will be. Right. Yeah. That's cool. but it also can be taxing. Like I'm struggling right now with the fact that. I, you know, it being, being a single person has its own burdens, especially being a single woman, because, you know, we are the weaker vessel. I just lost you five more followers. So oh. we, didn't <laughs> oh, no, we followers. said all that before. Uh, <laughs> awesome. they, they're already gone. They're already gone. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So we, you know, we are the, we are the weaker vessels. So, you know, trying to earn a whole living and trying to maintain a household. So trying to be both the husband and the wife in the house is very difficult. And so I'm, you know, spread very thin, but also out of 50 people, I seem to be the only one who knew how to play guitar. So <laughs> like, I don't know. No, that's thankfully the, the guy that I, I do it with, he, um, um, he is learning guitar and um so i don't like to call myself a worship leader i call myself a worship accompanist because mm. i'm a woman and i do not want <laughs> to attach to my role yeah um but so, so i go and it's been a blessing though because i have made very close friends with him and his wife and um their kids and so kind of part of the family kind of thing and cool. but anyway nice. um that's awesome but, yeah it is awesome except i'm like i said i'm spread really thin so now it's like well who else is going to do it if I don't show right. up every yeah. Sunday when I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, I just want to receive this Sabbath. You know, I, right. I want to just sit in church and, and not think about the fact I have to get up in five minutes or, okay, yep. we're struggling with the bridge on this one or, yep. you know. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that life is like. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it's so, it's so, so like I went to visit some friends in Illinois um, a couple weeks ago and I did you survive church and it was like, <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> but what, what what I was gonna say is that it was the most refreshing Sunday I had had in like months because yeah. I simply sat yeah. and received, mm -hmm. which is like kind of what the means of grace should be about, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, pros and cons to a small church. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> for, I mean, for us, we have a huge church, and I feel like so many people get lost lost under the radar you know mm -hmm. because 
it, you know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not non-denominational though, is it? Oh, we are so non-denominational. It is very non-denominational. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that sad? I know. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. It's I'm very sad. We just broke your heart. <laughs> I I thought so highly of you guys. We are very oh, much no. not non-denominational. <laughs> We are very much uh, not non-denominational, <laughs> but oh, yeah, we, we. Does your church practice church discipline? Uh, not as it should, but it does under certain circumstances. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, okay. we're working but on it. Not to the nth degree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One on one and with other people, yes, but we have yet to bring things before the church as of recently. Um, so you have interpersonal accountability like most yeah. christians have mm-hmm. but not official church just dis- okay right um you do have church membership no <laughs> yeah like like yeah. no no like your church has a membership no okay <laughs> i know i know yeah so no, we- no well the reason our churches asking- are more alike than i thought dang <laughs> wait Carly? mine and yours or no yours? mine and theirs okay. oh yeah okay. mine's a lot smaller though it's not yeah. quite 50 people. It's more than that, but it's definitely yeah. not big. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I speak for Caleb and I when we say we are still at our church to change it. That's, that's no, and that's good. And yeah. um, get them to align themselves with the denominations. That's <laughs> <laughs> kidding. We have, a, we have a 20 year plan. <laughs> oh, sweet. You have a 20 year plan? <laughs> no. Caleb, I have a one year plan. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm only thinking of one year in events. Yeah, it's as much as I have time to think about. <laughs> yeah. No, the reason I ask, we have a non-denom here that's like Sheboygan's mega church, I call it. Right. And mm. it it's the same, like no membership that I'm aware of. Um, I keep running into people that say, Oh, I attend this church, and they're like living in sin. And I'm like, Yeah, how? Yeah. How? Yeah. Like, has nobody right. called you out, or are you just yeah. going there for weekly motivation? And and it's like people fly under the radar. They're just like, because mm-hmm. it's seeker sensitive. It's like, let's yep. get them in, let's get them in. It's all about community. When the church is not for the unbeliever, the church is for yeah. the edification and <laughs> equipping <Right>. of the <laughs> and if an unbeliever comes in the service, fine, you can observe, but you're not mm-hmm. that we're not the church is not here to draw you in. We are right. here to equip Christians to be sent out to then draw you in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. So rant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we I, I, I promise you we've had probably like 15 separate episodes where he, we've talked about those oh, yeah. exact things oh my word it's it's a thing it's yeah. definitely a thing we had a it, whole episode needs- on ecclesiology we did, we did oh nice i need to listen to that episode great. yeah uh yeah we, it was a series wasn't it it wasn't just one well episode, we haven't it? finished it we put it on put the series on hiatus oh yeah we had a couple different episodes on ecclesiology because it took us too long to talk about oh, all the things we, we had wanted like to say two or three. that's true <laughs> This is how I accidentally start writing books all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you if anyone has like been listening to the Christian artist for the entire time, they will have seen the like long arc of our like sanctification and like because mm-hmm. yeah. like, like I, no, I for real we we were I I you know we were obviously very much Christians and I believe strong Christians when we started the podcast but like we've our theology has like shifted and 
warped so Dude, much. I had been reformed for like maybe a month when you guys brought me on as a co-host. So like that's true. Yeah. I want I want an example. How has your because this is this is really good. Uh, how have you been sanctified in your theology? Yeah, yeah. What's one way? Well, for one, eschatology. Hashtag that post mill. Oh, yeah. ah, that's where everyone yeah. was going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's, wait, that's, wait a, for that's wait a for it. devolution. Wait for it. That is wait a key progression. Caleb, do you have it too? Progression. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, hashtag that post mill. Connor, it's upside down. <laughs> Mine's downstairs hashtag on my key ring. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, another example, I guess, would be. Um... I hope you saw that eye roll despite the low. Oh, light. I saw that. Was, okay. That, that was soul wrenching. <laughs> I mean, re- reformed in general, right? Like, uh, yeah. when yeah. we started the podcast, mm. n- none of, or, yeah, I mean, none of us. Well, but- Carly wasn't on it yet, but we weren't, we weren't reformed. We, I think we, we all, or you and me, Connor believed in total depravity. Yeah. But we didn't really understand the actual implications of like all <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, like, cause I remember like the, one of the first things we ever talked about on the first episode was like, uh, we had listened to, or we had watched one of the what videos, um, when we understand the text videos. Um, and he talked about, um, the quote from St. Francis of Assisi or uh, supposedly mm-hmm. from St. Francis of Assisi Is where he? it's, um, hmm? who's he So you mentioned like the, what, what's a, what video? Oh, what? sorry. Uh, pastor Gabe Hughes. Uh, he okay, has a okay. YouTube channel. Yeah. When we understand the text. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he was talking about the quote from supposedly attributed, but to France, St. Francis of Assisi, where it, it said, preach the gospel, but, and when necessary, use words, which is obviously, yeah, horrible. Right. But like, that was one of the first things we talked about. <laughs> and we were like, no, that's not true. You always have to use words because it's the gospel and Romans 10 yeah. and all this stuff. And, um, and that's what Pastor Gabe Hughes was saying. He was saying, yeah, yeah. He, he, the, the statement is true if we understand that it's always necessary to use words when we preach the gospel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes that yeah yeah but yeah so like we and and he's he's reformed so we were we were already listening to reformed people we just didn't really understand any of the implications of that yet and then well we under okay i would like uh, for me i feel like i was always reformed in the sense always. that okay, not always reform, but but at, at the point when we started this. So you podcast, are a paid sure, Baptist. I was no, no, but uh, he's always been right. Right, no, we were always I, predestined okay. to become all right. Reformed. All right, ah, okay, let me take a step back because I'm not trying to make that or anything. <laughs> hilarious. But I but I just yeah, all right. But you, you I think you get what, I, what I'm trying to say. But like I I feel like I would always been like yeah, like that's true. But I just couldn't. I couldn't like put all the pieces together. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, like total depravity, Caleb, you and I were like always total depravity, mm-hmm. you know, like from uh, the moment we were Christians, it was always total depravity, uh, unconditional election. Maybe not so, but we understood that there was a problem there. We understood that, right. okay, if total <laughs> depravity is true, then we have to like, we have to fix this. We just didn't figure it out yet. Kind of a thing. Yeah. So we had, we were never against reformed teaching. Right. That's that kind of sense. that's True. kind of how I was. Like when I started when I like heard about reformed theology, mm-hmm. I looked up like okay, what does this mean? Mm. And and I read all of the I read like the five points of Calvinism and I was like, okay, this makes sense. Why would I ever like disagree with this? I mean, <laughs> I had certain questions that I definitely looked into more after that. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like I've been taught some 
things similar to this. And like, I feel like what I've read from the Bible definitely teaches this. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at what the assemblies of God actually states as their belief on the topic. And I was like, okay, this is definitely what I've been predominantly taught. And this is definitely wrong. (laughs) And I realized that (laughs) I was like, oh, dang. Okay. So yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, same. I and it's really funny because it's like if you read the Bible, you're going to end up reformed. Because I I have a friend who was relatively new to the faith, and she did not; she had never heard the term Calvinism before. Um, or as most people haven't. Yeah, I mean, and I like to call them doctrines of grace because when you think Calvinism, people, yeah, people get. I think even Calvin would be uncomfortable with the fact that we've named. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. So um, I was explaining the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism to her. And um, when I got to Calvinism, I said, yeah, so essentially God has his elect that he chooses well, like in eternity past to be saved. And she's like, wait, people don't believe that? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I didn't expect this from a new believer. Right. And I was like, yep. no, that's what Arminianism is. She's like, but literally the whole Old Testament is about God's chosen people, the Israelites. Uh-huh. And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. I like you. <laughs> See, We're there's stay friends. Right. There's there's fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. rather than right. gifting of the spirit. True. Bingo. True. Yes. Nice full circle there. Circle Con. back. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Calling. I wish we could take questions or something to further like turns out my calling was to be a Calvinist. (laughs) Some of of those predestined jokes, you got that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. I was just predestined. I hate it. I hate it so much when Arminians in like comment sections are like, well, I was just predestined to be an Arminian. So you can't, you can't say that I'm like wrong. God, God predestined, predestined me. Forever that's, that's to be wrong. Probably not. Maybe mm-hmm. you should pursue forward in holiness and Christ likeness and yeah. maybe learn uh, more about God. I don't know. It's not, it's not like God predestines for people to, you know, uh, have things that they go through or, or trials that they, or like disobedience that they undergo, undergo so that God can later teach them that they are wrong and then grow in <laughs> sanctification. Yeah. It's not like that's a thing. Mm, which brings us back to callings. It's true. It's true. <laughs> brings us back to callings. Now Any it just sounds like a name. Callings. Callings. Mr. Callings. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Callings. I've been, I'm sorry. I'm Mr. watching Collins. a lot. I've been watching a lot of Downton Abbey recently, and so uh, that's okay. that's what's on my mind. And so Colleen's just sounded like a British. You're one name. of those people. I am one of those people. I'm rewatching. You're also it. a guy watching Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. I'm rewatching it for the second time. Oh heavens! I just got to my least favorite episode. Of all Don't time. tell Doug. He will not be pleased. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell Don't tell Doug who Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson. I guess that you're watching Downton Abbey. Oh, not like that, Navi. He will consider that effeminate. He, he it very possible by his might. standards, which is stupid. Yeah, don't feel yeah. bad. <laughs> you watch what you're interested in. Um, unless it's Game of Thrones. True. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or anything akin to it. <laughs> I don't think that we were following each other when I went on that rant. That was. Uh, I think we were. Really. It was when so. the final episode came out. I, I went on so. a separate rant. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I even went on a rant on that one. That was fun. Ranting yeah. is fun. 
yeah. ranting is. Okay, okay, I take it back. I didn't really go on a rant. I, I just was like, there was there were things going around that was like, oh, I'm sorry that your uh, pornographic uh, like <laughs> fantasy show ended poorly. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I just shared that and I was like, yep. I should call it what it is. <laughs> my, my favorite meme of that whole thing was uh, the one where it's like, I uh, want to save time watching, you know, and, and you know, I want to watch something better, better than Game of Thrones. And like, it'll take you less time. Just watch Lord of the Rings. And in 10 minute intervals, just watch porn. <laughs> just, <laughs> just watch Lord yep. of the Rings. And then every 10 minutes, just stop Gosh. and watch porn. Oh, no. Yep. That's <laughs> exactly. so yep. Yep. Oh. And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> what that is. Yeah, yep. I wasn't even going to go to that one. But yep. Oh, that's true. man alive. Yep. yep. Speaking of. Speaking of, Amazon oh no, <laughs> Lord of the Rings remake, which is okay. We we have to be in the end times because Amazon is. Doing <laughs> There's talk. Well, of so they're doing the Silmarillion though. They're not doing a remake. They're not doing a remake. What the heck is that about? <laughs> huh? What? Say it again. Okay. Um. Well, Amazon <laughs> is doing a Lord of the Rings series. Yes. Yes. Which is heresy. And <laughs> okay. Then um, strong opinions. Oh, I am so opinionated. Mm -hmm. I did know this about you. Did this about Why you. do you think I have a Twitter? <laughs> you have to be opinionated to have a Twitter. No. And then um, Princess Bride remake. Oh yeah. What is that? I don't know. What? You can never remake that. I movie. You really that. can't because you it has can't. like the scripting and the actors you are so precise to themselves. Yeah. You can't. It's not possible. Guys, he's asleep. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm so happy for you. Back on wood. Wait, don't. Am I waking up? <laughs> this dog loses his mind when there's like a hint of someone at the door. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Anything else? I feel like we could keep going, but we're kind of at a point where it's been like how long now? I don't even know. About like an, hour. an hour. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We 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 finished the conversation that we meant <laughs> yeah. to have, and now we're we're having random oh, yeah. tangents, which are fun, which are, which are very fun. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, yeah, might be time yes. to wrap it up. Uh, anyone else have any like last thoughts, comments on callings besides let's blame Pentecostals? Blame the Pentecostals. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, I I will say not every Pentecostal I know, church I know. is. Bad in every I, area of their yeah, theology. Yeah, One of my funny. best pastor friends is an Assemblies of God pastor, but he yeah. Our he our previous pastor was even even though you know we I disagree on a lot of his theology. Like he he doesn't call himself Arminian or Calvinist. He calls himself a mm -hmm. Biblicist, which he just tries. To, which so I would argue is Calvinism, but you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he would he would but ultimately argue. He was a argue very good pastor, and yeah. he did preach the gospel every week faithfully. And so it's and I mean we had that pastor for fourteen years for the entire yeah. time that we were at that church. So that's awesome. Yeah. So there there are there are um, there are avenues of grace that God uses within Pentecostalism. <laughs> Oh, sure. totally. And I don't even consider like, I know Assemblies of God is like almost self-labeled Pentecostal, but I don't yeah, even yeah. consider some because they have an order of worship and they, yeah, they're not as hardcore Pentecostal no. as, as some denominations. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yep. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. So cool. image cool. of God. 
Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think yeah, next week is the plan is uh we're gonna go record an episode live uh with Emily. Uh I don't know somewhere near where she lives or you know, I don't know. Maybe but, even where I live. Yeah, I mean yeah. I'm not afraid what, of having you Wherever leave. you would like. I just I just didn't know. <laughs> we um, should you know where we should do it. Yeah. We should we should do it um at the um oh it's closed on Mondays. But theoretically, we should do it at the liberal coffee shop down the road. That is very ah. everything. Oh, like, that'd be great. Feminism, LGBT. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, in that case, then we just need to talk about liberalism. <laughs> if it was open. <laughs> yeah, that would have been you fun. Want to get the dog set on you. I have, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm being close to being kicked out of this. <laughs> so the owner gives me a dirty look every time I walk nice, in. And nice. I'm just like, oh, you gosh. go. I know you know. <laughs> but yeah, well, um, we're going to go visit uh, visit Emily where, where she lives and uh, hang out and record an episode. Uh, I said live, but I meant like pre-recorded. In person. In person, in person. yeah. Um, because obviously I, I can't just set it up and stream it. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll pre-record it and then pop it up there. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll figure that the logistics for that out. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about the image of God. We're going to go back to our room and we are going to talk about being made in the image of God and what that means for us as creators of things, as like sub-creators of the creator. Mm, I was going to say, careful there. Yeah, yeah. I'll come out and say, well, subordinate, actually, yeah. <laughs> as subordinate <laughs> delegate creators. Mm, yes. yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what's in store next week. Because, and the reason we're going to do that is because Carly is going to be in Wisco. It's going to be awesome. For the second time, which is going to be very... Yeah. I feel like it's going to be more surreal than the first time somehow. Possibly. possibly. I don't know how, but... <laughs> yeah, possibly. I'm very excited because I just started uh, editing my vlog series where I went and visited Carly it. in Washington and some other friends in Idaho. And the first episode is going to be out later this week. So be looking for that. It's available now on my Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash Caleb Empowers. You can get music and short stories and videos early and all that jazz uh, over there. Um, also, it's worth it. thank you. Also, More than worth it. <laughs> also, I need to shout out people because I keep forgetting to do this. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Josh Vincent and Ethan Stolzfus for their uh, giving of to the Patreon. And because uh, that's they chose the Christian artist to have their uh, shout outs in. Carly is also they were called to give. They were called to give <laughs> to me. Um, but then uh, Carly chose she's an also patron, but she chose to uh, have her shout out uh, be given at Terranolius, uh, which is happening. I'm not on. Yeah, the only stream at this point that you are not on. We do yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> Carly's on all of them except for Terranolius. But she is an avid fan and watch watcher mm -hmm. of uh, of Terranolius. What is Terranolius, you ask? It's our D&D show that we do every Thursday uh, evening. or And not every Thursday evening. Every other Thursday evening now uh, with uh, the gang from around the globe. Not the globe. From around the states. <laughs> uh, Seth, Emily, Alyssa, and Jordan. And we're back with season five, episode two of uh, Terranolius. It's very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And then as soon as I'm oh. done with that episode... Going to get Carly from the airport. 
Awesome. I'm excited to hopefully take advantage of plain Wi-Fi and watch the live yes, stream. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be cool. It'd be like, I am currently Aww. over the, the entire in time. the air. I am over Hello. Wisconsin. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What were you going to say? Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, I got a notification. Um, so I shared the link to the Twitch on Facebook. Um, and a friend of mine commented this um, super dope quote. Um, you and I don't have callings. Pastors aren't called into ministry. God called you out of darkness and into light. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. That's a good good way to close the episode. So I thought so. Yeah. 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 All right. This has been the Christian Artist. You can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. And Emily, where can they find you? Um, everywhere at hello Emily Urban or my website is just emilyurban.com. Sweet. And feel, you know, definitely check it out because her Twitter is awesome and her, her blog is also awesome. And uh yeah, she rants about lots of fun things that I agree with. So <laughs> gotta 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 plug her. So uh cool. Thank you. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This has been the Christian Artist. We are out. Adios.